0: Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the Queen of Accountability, who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Nation. Welcome to Stop
1: Raising Einstein. I'm your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein, here with a great show for you today. I have a really fun guest that I'm going to be bringing on in just a few minutes, and uh, just thrilled to, to have her on the show. Um, I wanted to just kind of put something out there in the space today, because I've been getting a lot of, um, you know, you all know that I'm very, very active on Facebook and social media and all of that good stuff. And I've been getting a lot of really odd comments recently as the communities are growing. Um, I'm getting a lot of people saying, oh, you know, I didn't realize you felt that way about spanking, or I didn't realize that you felt that way about, um, you know, I thought you were this advocate for just letting kids be kids and, you know, letting them be free to do whatever they want and getting a lot of really strange accusations. And at the same time, getting a lot of requests for help from people who are dealing with some really ugly situations with their kids. And, you know, I just really wanted to take a second this morning to to set the record straight for anybody who is new to Parent Nation, to our community, to my beliefs and my my, uh, writing and speaking and all of those things that I do. Guys, here's the thing. I do believe that We should um, enforce or uh, use positive parenting with our kids. I do believe that you get a lot more flies with honey than you do vinegar, as my grandmother used to say. And I do believe that we need to stop putting children into a social box, a societal box, and say this is what you should be doing because you're a kid. Here's what I don't believe. I don't believe that we should let our children run our homes. I don't believe that we should let our children diminish our value as women or men or adults or individuals. And I don't believe that we should let go of the things that we believe our values, our morals, our ethics, because someone else is going to judge us in the parenting arena um, if we scold our children too harshly or if we give our children too firm a boundary or if we say, no, we don't use electronics in our home after 7 p.m., or no, you can't have a cell phone. Parents, there's nothing wrong with making those rules. If it's what you believe in, there's nothing wrong with making rules for your kids. What's wrong is changing what you believe in to meet someone else's standards. I had no less than four families reach out to me in the last two weeks because their children were involved in situations in school where they had been picked on and picked on and taunted and pushed around to the point where the child fought back. And then the child was the one who got in trouble. And the parents came to me and said, you know, we don't promote violence in our home, but, you know, that my kid was bullied and now my child is getting suspended because, um, you know, they fought, they finally fought back. And they're, they're asking me what they should do to fight the discipline. Here's the thing, guys. If it's a policy that the kid's not allowed to fight in school, it's a policy that the kid's not allowed to fight in school. You have to allow the school to uphold their rules, and you have to explain to the child that I understand that you were pushed to your limit, but you went too far. You're not allowed to fight back. You're not allowed to fight in school, period. So when the school does those assemblies that say, You know, go get an adult and then the kid comes home and tells you that they're being bullied and you say, then you need to stand up to the bully. We're sending mixed signals to our kids. Decide what's important to you. Decide what your values are. Decide what what your beliefs are in your home. What are your boundaries? What are your rules? And then stick to them. And then if you say we don't hit in our home, then you don't hit in your home, period. That means you don't hit, you don't fight, you don't fight back. If it comes to bullying, you don't fight back. If it comes to discipline, you don't hit. You know, you we're, we're sending out mixed signals to our kids, and then we don't understand why our kids aren't listening to us. We have to start sticking up for each other. We have to start sticking up for the administration at the school. But then when the kids act out and we go, I don't understand why they felt that they needed to fight, we need to go back to the school and say, you did this with me because didn't listen to them when they came to you like you said they were supposed to. And that happened in every single case that I'm talking about, all four cases that I'm talking about. The school didn't listen when the child came and said, I'm being picked on. I'm doing what you told me to do. But the school sure opened their eyes when the kids fought back. So we're handling things wrong, Parent Nation and administration. We're handling it wrong. We're telling these kids that until you act in a ridiculously crazy manner, until you act out, until you lash out, until you do something that we find completely offensive, we're not going to pay attention to you even if you're doing what we told you to do. So stop listening to what society says. Start listening to what your heart says. Unless it's to hurt your child, then you need help. But start listening to what your heart says and what your head says and Do what you need to do that's right for your kids and stick to your guns and set up meetings with the school. If your kid is getting picked on and the school's not listening, step up and go in and talk to them and say, do you understand that this is going to keep getting worse until it explodes? And if that's what it comes to, then I'm holding you responsible. Stand your ground, parents. We're adults. We need to work together on this stuff. So I had to get that off my chest because it's just been too much, too soon, too too close together. And so I know that something's really weird in the universe when that starts happening. So anyway, my guest today, Peggy Nolan, um, she is really going to be able to add a lot to this conversation, I think, because she's a self-care and personal development guru. Um, She is the queen of um, self-care. And she's also the creator of the Stepmom's Toolbox, which I think is really cool. I was, you know, I have step parents, um, you know, I have sisters from another mister kind of thing. And it really is a complex soup when you put all of those things together. And we can get lost in ourselves and we can get lost in each other very quickly um, if we don't know how to take care of ourselves and take care of each other and respect relationships and, and those sort of things. When, when it comes to stepchildren and step parenting so so excited to have um, my guest Peggy Nolan with us today Peggy are you there I'm here can you hey. hear me yes I can oh, hi hi. <laughs> hi I loved your. I loved I loved what you did to get off your chest that was awesome great message thank you do you know are you are you seeing it are you seeing it too well actually I'm an empty nester these days but um, I do know that if you send mixed signals to your kid, they do lash out in strange ways, um,
0: yeah. and that you
1: have to be um, you have to be kind of pushy if you think something's going on, and you have to be pushy with the school administration. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, my young yeah, you do, and it doesn't even if your kid's not being bullied, say they're on an IEP, but you don't think the team is being responsive to the IEP.
0: hmm So I dealing with I that was, right now. I,
1: I was my stepson's best advocate at the school since he was... He couldn't speak for himself. It was me. Yeah. And we forget and, that. We forget that because we have put children in such a high level of um, authority and responsibility right. in the last 10 years. Right you know? And it's really, it, I agree with you. Like I, that's what I do. I, I go in and I advocate for families with, with their IEP meetings and that sort of thing, because it's almost like learning a new language. And, you know, you don't know where you can draw the line and you don't know where, um, where your rights are and, and that sort of thing. So I do a lot of advocacy work and also for my own son, because my own son has autism and, and has an IEP. And it's so frustrating, Peggy, because. He has come so far in six months, mm-hmm. and what all they're seeing is where he is now. They're not seeing where he's come from, right? So they're getting frustrated with him because they can't get him to take that next step of organization, or take that next step of responsibility, or take that next step of compliance. But what they don't realize is he's got he's made quantum leaps, right, over the last year. So. You know, sometimes we just need to kind of, like, embrace where we are now. (laughs) Right. And take a more holistic approach to things. It's kind of funny because one of the things I had to advocate for was for the school to allow my stepson to fail. Because for, I don't know, let's see, by this time he was a junior in high school. So I'm going back a couple years. But he was a junior in high school. And up until that point, he'd been on an IEP his entire life. In school, and this system had simply passed him along. Mm-hmm. And my husband had even asked me. He says, "Well, in your opinion, do you think that, that he should have been held back in elementary school?" And I said, "Yes, yeah. if not once, at least twice, because he wasn't emotionally caught up to his chronological age." And right. so. <laughs> He didn't want to do the work that was required of him his junior year, and I said, well, the natural consequence of that is failing, and then what happens when you fail is you have to go to summer school. Mm. He believed, because it had been his truth, the school wouldn't fail him. I held a meeting with his IEP team, and I said, if he's not doing the work, you have no option but to fail him. (laughs) exactly see and that's the thing you know what are you going to do people say oh well in real life blah 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 in in real life he would lose his job in real life you know so yes and i love that you brought that up i mean we only have like 30 seconds until we go to our first break but i love that you brought into the space failure as an option because Mm -hmm. we've taken failure off of our children's plates so they feel like they're invincible, and I think that's one of the biggest ways, one of the biggest reasons that we are failing our kids. Um, it, we are failing them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we want to, we want to say, well, they're, you know, they're failing us or they're rebelling against us. No, mm-hmm. they don't have another option. They feel like nothing they can do no wrong. Exactly. So why would they fear anything? Oh my gosh. So when we come back from this break, I want to talk to you about your stepmom's toolbox and why is self-care so important for a mom, especially in the stepmom role. We've been talking about parents in general, but now we're going to talk about stepmoms when we come back from this break. Okay. Okay.
0: Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am being joined today by my awesome guest, Peggy Nolan, who is the creator of the Stepmom's Toolbox. And uh, before the break, we were talking about, you know, well, my rant. (laughs) And how crazy it is that we kind of let our children so often take the reins when it comes to parenting and, you know, the family dynamics and how we're going to treat them and that sort of thing. So I'm really, really excited to be talking uh, with Peggy today about how, um, how moms can be sure to take care of themselves, particularly stepmoms, in, um, in what is off, quite often a very confusing and, you know, walking on eggshells kind of relationship. I know at least it was for me to get started with, you know, I didn't like my step parents at all. And I can remember saying to my stepdad, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like you. You look like a frog. And he's, you know, he was just like, yeah, I don't like you very much either. <laughs> but I was really, really, um, I was really, really kind of mean and angry with my stepmom until I was about 18 years old. Um, because she, I... I think she had more of an influence over my life, and I resented that. That can happen. You know, like she was trying to be a better, to, in my eyes, and I know that, no, looking back on it now, I know that this wasn't the reality, it was just my reality. Mm-hmm. I felt that she was trying to be a better mom than my mom. Um, that actually is a very accurate observation very accurate there's a, a lot of women who jump into the stepmom role thinking that they have to be a better stepmom than the mom is a mom that was hard cuz i didn't uh, want her to be better than my mom exactly and and the thing is is that <clears throat> there's a lot of motivating forces behind that part of it is our own um the pressure we put on ourselves um one of the articles that I just had published in the Huffington Post, I talk about this um, a lot. It's about it's one piece of advice that could save your sanity, which is, um, you know, it is to be yourself. You don't have to be better than mom. You don't, know, because the eighty 80%, 20 the eighty twenty rule applies here. Most moms are fine. They're, mm-hmm. they're fine. They're great moms. Um, they love their kids and they do their best to do to do it Be a good parent. Um, There is that 20% that I always tell people, I'm sorry that you're going through experiencing somebody who has a mental illness or an addiction or something like that. Um, I hope you seek family counseling. Um, But 80% of the women are reasonable. So, and I was guilty of the same thing. I thought I had to dive right in and, and be better. And I'm a mom. I have kids of my own. So it was like, I thought I had to be a better mom than I was to my own kids. Isn't and that crazy? It's very crazy. And, um, and it's trying to push a, a square peg into a round hole. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly beating yourself up with that hammer trying to get that, that peg to go into the round hole. And it doesn't work. Because, first of all, beyond perfection is imaginary. Perfection is imaginary.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not real.
1: Um, and you don't have to try this hard. You just have to breathe and relax and just be yourself and kind of go with the flow. And that's hard for a lot of women to do is to go with the flow. <laughs> sure, because we feel like we're constantly being held up to, you know, we're, con- we're constantly holding the yardstick up to each other. Exactly. Um, and saying, you know, oh, well, I do this better than you, and you do that better than me, so I, I want to try to do better in that area. And we're, it's it's so bizarre. And at the same time, I find it so contradictory because how easy is it for us to look at men and say, well, you you just do parenting differently because you're a man. Right why can't we look at other women and say, you do parenting differently because you're not me? <laughs> well, see, that's the other thing that I, I really try to hit home on. And there's this little piece of wisdom that comes out of the movie Kung Fu Panda when Panda is talking to his master and he's comparing himself to Tiger and Snake. And I can't remember all the other characters in there, but he's like, you know, there's so much better at this than I am. And the master says to him, They are pear trees. You are a peach tree. You're never going to have pears. And neither are right nor wrong. You're just different. So what I try to explain to stepmoms who are, say, complaining about the mom and vice versa, I'm like, look, you're a pear tree. She's a peach tree. You you know, it's like chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. They both taste good, but they're different. And if if you wanted her to be more like you or you wanted to be more like her, why on earth would you be married to the man you're married to? He married you because you are different. Right. <laughs> right? And, and the, this, this, no, this notion that women have about, especially if they're in the stepmom role and this, this notion that they have about the mom and they're just bitterly complaining about her lack of parenting skills that I'm like, dude, I've been there. I've been that single mom. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah, and I'm, you're doing the best that you can. And I tell them, I said, you know what? You need to knock it off. You need to open your heart with compassion because the, the statistics say you're going to be divorced too. Yep, and the and I think the thing that they don't realize is the more you talk negatively about my mom, even her faults, the yep. further you're pushing me away. Yep, and the thing is, is that they always say that they're not doing it in front of the kids, and I'm like, doesn't matter what you're verbally saying; eighty percent of your language is nonverbal. Right. So, you're husband could mention his ex-wife in a conversation, you don't have to say a word. Your whole body's saying it. Mm -hmm. Your whole body is dismissing her or dehumanizing her or making her out to be the bad guy. And kids are in tune to that too. If you think for one second that a kid is watching you do that and not thinking, well, if you talk about my mom like that, what are you saying about me behind my back? Exactly. You lose trust. You totally lose trust when you do things like that. Because if I can't trust you to be kind about my mother, I can't trust you to be kind about me either. Right. But the same goes on the flip side. There are a lot of moms out there who are very insecure, especially divorced moms. They're very insecure in who they are. They have low self-esteem. They're still battling the after effects of divorce. Why did he he leave me? Why did we get divorced? Even if she's the one who left. Mm -hmm. Um, So... They put their kids in a loyalty bind. You can't love daddy's new wife. She's not your mom. Or it's like most mm-hmm. times time moms understand. We know we're not the mom. We're we're okay with that. Um, <clears throat> but they put their kids in a loyalty bind because kids have the capacity to simply love.
0: Right.
1: And now we have eight parent dads. Dads can do the same thing. Not just moms, um, but they can. Try to limit who their children love. Oh, I deal with that a lot. When in fact, <laughs> you can't limit who another person loves. Who another person loves, you cannot control a relationship that's not yours. Well, um, in the situations that we're talking about, obviously they couldn't even control a relationship with someone that they do love. Exactly. <laughs> So, exactly. And, and so what I try to tell people is, especially this, you know, or the stepmom who has put a lot of her self-worth into, the, you know, into her stepkids, you know, my stepkids don't love me. Well, you're not responsible for their relationship to you. You're responsible for your relationship to them. And if you're making them responsible for how you feel and your self-worth, that's a load of responsibility you're putting on the wrong person. Yeah, but we do that all the time as parents in general, don't we? Yes, we do. And it, it, it's not fair. Not um, My children are not responsible for my self-worth or my self-value. Or your happiness. Or my happiness, exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a child melting down or having a bad day in public and the parent. Turning around and saying, "You know what? I was having a perfectly good day until you started doing blah 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 blah." And right. I'm like, "Really? It's, You're giving that really? child that much control over <laughs> your mood? That much, that much power?"
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, that's it's unhealthy, and and no wonder you know kids. Some kids today have these really kind of warped senses of reality. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah, it's it's so funny because I just responded to a question today about um, how, why, how media is making our children grow up too fast. and I'm like, it, it's not the media that's making our kids it, grow up too fast. If you as off the parent, feminism. right, if you as the parent are not realizing that Hannah Montana has grown up, and your child should no longer be watching her on the VMAs because she is right. no longer Hannah Montana that's not your right. kids problem <laughs> that's exactly right right like, oh my goodness we are so shifting the sifting the focus to the wrong people here you know we the people are. that we're putting in charge just don't even have the the capacity to handle the the level of responsibility that we're putting on them
0: it's crazy right.
1: It is well, we are actually go- <laughs> going to our next break already. I can tell this is going to go really, really quickly. Um, when we come back, I want to talk to you about with the holidays approaching, um, how can we handle that? Because that's a huge thing with step families that I, I can remember. I still clearly remember some of the blow-ups after the holidays with my step oh, yeah. so that's I really want to talk topic. about that. Yeah, okay. when we come back.
0: Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. it's not just time for a change is it it's much bigger than that can you feel it it's time for a transformation will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible but probable imagine that you will meet guides mentors and trusted friends who believe in you hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend, Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage, courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you. But it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it make it happen with michelle mccullough where motivation and strategy intersect michelle is a serial entrepreneur acclaimed speaker and the woohoo radio network's resident business and success strategist michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level you've got big dreams you've got big vision now it's time for you to make it happen Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are talking today with Peggy Nolan, who's the creator of the Stepmom's Toolbox, and um, I am really, really excited to talk to you about, because, you know, we have Thanksgiving coming up in a couple weeks, and then we have Christmas coming up right after that, and I remember having to go to, like, eight different places in one day, because we had to go see like my grandparents on both sides and then my step grandparents on both sides and I had like four sets of parents the the presents were amazing i'm not, i'm not trying to like put down the gifts because i got yeah. a lot of presents because there were so many families involved <laughs> so that was the upside but it was insane for me as a kid like i never had a chance to actually get to have fun anywhere i went because i had to pack up and go to the next place right and right. i remember my parents fighting so horribly over where I was going to be, whether or not I was five minutes late, you know, it's, it was, holidays sucked for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. When mom and dad are fighting like that, absolutely. Um, so I have a couple of tips. One of them is to plan ahead. Um, and I usually tell women in the stepmom role, you need to start rolling out that calendar in mid-October. And you need to have a plan in place um, for the holidays. And that is, what is the parenting plan? Who has the kids when? And then stick to the plan. Just stick to what's written, what's legal, what's binding. Don't ask for extra time. Be on time. Just go for it. Use that. It, like, takes out all of the expectations, and it takes out the disappointment because you do have this agreement in place. Um, The other thing is, is to create a tradition of your own. So you don't have the kids on Thanksgiving. Maybe you have them the day after, maybe you have them the weekend after. Thanksgiving doesn't have to be on that day. Mm. As it is on the calendar, it rotates, you know, last year it was the earliest Thursday. It was like on the 22nd. Now it's on the, 28. So even Thanksgiving rotates on the calendar, and every five years it interrupts my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a hard time having turkey mm. on my birthday, let me tell you. And <laughs> um, But create a holiday tradition of your own, irregardless of the day that it happens on. Like, for example, my husband and I did stake a claim on Thanksgiving breakfast. Now, between the two of us, we have six kids. Our family has substantially grown since then um, because daughters have gotten married. Babies have been born. But we stake the claim on breakfast because breakfast doesn't interfere with anything or anybody. I so love that. So everybody ev- everybody comes to our house for breakfast. They, we start at 9, and sometimes the girls stay because they get ready at our house before they go where they're supposed to go. But it's like a no-brainer for everybody. They just, we feed them breakfast, and then they go off on their merry way. They go see whoever they're supposed to see, or who they want to see. Um, The other thing is is that um, we have a big Christmas Eve party. We invite everybody. We have the most fun extended family on the planet. So my husband's ex-wife and her husband are at our house on Christmas Eve. Not everybody can do this. I understand. But we also don't bank on everybody showing up on Christmas Eve. There are people in our family who can't show up. But we have a tradition that goes all year round. We have Wednesday night family dinner. And we can have as little as six people show up, or we can have as many as 20 people show up for family dinner. It's an open invitation to everybody in our family. So it's every Wednesday night. So we're not. We're not heartbroken if something happens or we have three kids that live in different states. One of them actually lives in a different country. They're not here for the holidays, but when they are home, they always make sure they're home on a Wednesday because of family dinner. Like my daughter flies in from Ireland on Wednesdays because she wants to make sure she's home for family dinner. That's amazing. And when did you start that? How old were your kids when you started doing that? We actually started doing family dinner. It started informally, kind of grew organically. But I was in my yoga teacher certification program, and I needed a guinea pig for a student. And my husband's ex-sister-in-law, I they just (laughs) refer to each other as brother and sister. They've known each other since they were like 16 years old, so. Um, she's been part of the family for a long time, or he's been part of the family, whatever. But she volunteered to be my guinea pig. And in return, I fed her. So she'd come over for yoga on Wednesday nights. I'd feed her dinner after. And because she's very close to my two stepdaughters, they started coming over. And one of my stepdaughters loves to cook with her dad. And so it has just grown like this. And since they both now have children, the grandparents come over because the grandkids are at our house. So That is so cool. It really grew organically. And that's why I don't have, I'm not heartbroken. If one of my kids can't make it for Christmas Eve, like there'll be three kids that aren't there. I'm not heartbroken. I'm not, you know, crying in my in my Kahlua stuffing and, and daily, you know. <laughs> now you sound know. like moms in bars. No. <laughs> um, or I don't have that three-month hangover after the holidays that you just sit and wallow in self-pity. And how many of us deal with that? I mean, that goes that goes way beyond even like a step-parent thing. That goes into like an in-law issue yep. and. Yeah. See, I, we had something so similar with my, my husband's family. I love my mother-in-law to death, and they used to have every single Sunday was similar to your Wednesday. It was family dinner Sunday. So, yep. you know, maybe just my husband and I would be there. Maybe all of his siblings and their kids and their spouses would be there. But it mm-hmm. was every single Sunday they had family dinner. And then they got together for every single birthday. It didn't matter how old the person was, what birthday it was. Every single birthday they got together. Every single holiday they got together. So when we would say, you know what, I have step families that I have to go see and I have, you know, my, we right. have your family, I would look at her and say, does it really have to be on Thanksgiving Day? We see you probably 20 times a year. Because right. it has to be Thanksgiving Day, and that's where that's where we would struggle. But ha- having that tradition, like you said, of seeing people throughout the year, getting together as a family more than just once a year, yep. really took some of that burden off and was so helpful. It, 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 it's very helpful. And not only that, but you don't have to celebrate Christmas on Christmas, right? My. Right. I call her my mother-in-law, but she's actually my husband's ex-mother-in-law. She kept my husband in the divorce. Um, <laughs> <she> was, <laughs> I love that. She, does, she celebrates her family Christmas, not on December 25th, but this year it's on December 28th. It's usually the Saturday after Christmas. Yeah. that's. I think that's a great idea. I think that is a really great idea. And I love I love making it a tradition, you know. Yeah. Instead of making it an inconvenience and creating a problem where there doesn't have to be one, create a tradition which is something that you all look forward to. I think that's a. Right. Re- I love that. Yeah. So that's that's the other one. Create your own tradition. Um, another one that's very, 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 very important. I don't care if you're stepmom, a mom, grandma, whatever. If you're a woman. And it's the holidays, let's face it, they are crazy because there's all kinds of things going on, not just with families, but you also, if you work outside the home, your company may be having a couple of things, like my, uh, my group's Christmas parties on December 13th. So there's, there's that too, right? It's very important to take care of yourself during this mm-hmm. time. And there's lots of things that you can do. Um, everybody complains about, oh, there's so much food. Well, you don't have to eat it, right? Just because, you know, you've got that complete layout, that spread of yummy goodness, you don't have to eat it. Nobody or you can take little teeny food. bits. That, that was my next thing. You can get, <laughs> get that little dessert plate and then put a little bit of something, you know, of each thing so you get a taste of everything. But you don't have to have a whole piece of everything. Um, and eat your salad first and then eat it last two do the reverse because in Europe you eat your salad last. I didn't know that. Yes, that helps in digestion. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah. The other thing is limit your alcohol intake. Oh and now sure you're just your getting now you're just getting crazy. I know, right? <laughs> just, just you know, you don't have to get drunk at Thanksgiving and you don't have to get drunk at Christmas. Maybe New Year's. that's fine. But the thing is, is that you want to limit it for the the sole purpose of it makes your skin look very tired and very old. So you want to limit your alcohol intake, plus it limits your judgment, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are in an extended family situation, like I am every year, it doesn't serve me well to get, you know, have four martinis. I have one and then I have a big glass of water and I might have a second one, but I need to keep. Keep my head about me. There's way too many people, Um, you know. So, and there's nothing worse than watching someone try to parent their child with a buzz, or even being drunk. Right? That is that's like my hugest pet peeve. You know, I I think we should have to sign an agreement with our families that say, "I will not try (laughs) to parent when I've been drinking." (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's used to me. It's like here, here's the parenting keys and the car keys. Exactly. I love that. That's, that's really true. You're designated yeah. driver, you're the designated parent. There you right. go. <laughs> right. I like that. You know what? I'm going to start using that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, awesome. we're going to go to another break in a, in just a few seconds. Um in 30 seconds actually. And I just want to say the one thing that we that you were saying about you don't have to eat everything on the on the buffet. The mm-hmm. one thing that I did that worked really, really well, because people are always complimenting me on how my kids will eat pretty much anything I put in front of them, yeah. it's because I did not I did the same thing for them that I did for myself. I took little bits and I shared it with them.
0: And I was like, right. oh,
1: let's taste this. And then we would decide if we liked it or not or we, could, we would critique it. And then let's try this. So if you're going to do it for yourself, do it for your kids, and you'll be great about how to, you know, try and, I want to talk to you a little bit more about
0: the self-proclaimed queen of accountability loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success, more stability, more happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make It Happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a trend. Transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you. Hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage courage to live consciously fearlessly and joyfully and then no no all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life she is here to help you discover believe and know so join gail your spiritual girlfriend every friday at noon eastern standard time only here on the woohoo radio network welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein.
1: Everybody, we are in the last home stretch of a really awesome show with my guest Peggy Nolan, who's the creator of Step Mom's Toolbox. And Peggy, we uh, want to make sure that everybody has a way to get a hold of you and see all the great things that you have out there. So, tell us about your websites and your Twitter handles and all that good stuff. Okay, well, I'm glad you brought that up because things are going to be changing. <laughs> oh no! Yay! <laughs> yeah, things are going to be changing, all for the good. Um, right now you can find me on Twitter at ToolboxGirl. Girl. Um, I, that's probably just going to change to my own name, Peggy Nolan, which is an easy switch. Um the Stepmom's Toolbox is the Stepmom'sToolbox.com and after the first of the year, when you go to the Stepmom'sToolbox.com, you're going to be redirected to my new site, which is Frazzled2Fab.com. So I'm going to help women go from frazzled to fabulous. <laughs> frazzled to fab. I love that. Yes. yes. And there will be a section specifically for stepmoms. But the more I do this, the more I realize, you know, all stepmoms are women, but not all women are stepmoms. And the vast majority of issues that stepmoms have, women in general have. So Yeah. So there you go. That, that's the big change for me. And that's all under... It's all underway. My website designer is hard at work. I love, I love change like that. We just redid, uh, yeah, we just did that whole branding change thing too with, you know, it was, uh, I, I had a thousand different names before I decided what I wanted to be when I grew up and what I yep. decided I wanted to be was me. <laughs> yep. So, you know, it's kind of like what you said, like all, all um, stepmoms are women, but not all women are stepmoms. It's, it was kind of what I was going through. You know, I could be a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, I was, they were all me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't be five things at once, but all of those five things were me. Exactly. So it was, it was kind of bizarre. So yeah, I totally get where you're going and I love that. So I'm, I'm very excited because I've already started kind of like designing in my head and on paper, how things are going to look. Um, so when people come to my website, they're not just going to see just a blog with a few links to work with me or or something like that. It's actually going to be more of like a magazine layout with different categories. So mm. if you're interested in yoga, you'll have a there'll be a little thing for yoga. I'm a yoga teacher, so there's that. Um, I also apply a lot of my martial arts to what I write about and what I learn on and off the mat applies to life in general. So I do a lot of martial arts analogies. Hmm. That's um, pretty cool. It's lot of fun. It's very cool. And then there'll be some of my own stories and the experiences that I've had and what I've learned from going through divorce, going through breast cancer, um, finding and finding my true love, and all that kind of stuff. So. That's so cool. And I, cool. I think it's really amazing, too, when I get to know the people that I have on as guests, and you kind of go, well, you step-parent, you can talk about step-parenting. What makes yeah. you so special? And I think the thing that's awesome is you have, the people that I deal with have such a rich history of experience that you can speak from. Mm-hmm. Your mastery in what you're talking about and that's what I just think is so like you have a second degree ba- black belt in in kickboxing <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, and, w- it, and specifically it's Muay Thai it's not just kickboxing it's it's Muay Thai it's the ancient art of Muay Thai from Thailand so and I train with Crew Mark Della who's a, uh, my martial arts studio is affiliated with um, his which is Sityan Song, which is from Pattaya, Thailand which I train with the best of the best, and I'm very blessed. That's so cool, and and you're not only blessed, you're aware. You're aware yes. of what you have to do to get to where you want to be, and I think yes. that's a, that's one thing that, um, when we become parents, we forget to focus on our our own dreams and goals. E- and, exactly. You know. Yeah, and that's so important. So, I mean, what, what exactly is the Stepmom's Toolbox? What... It, it actually has gone through several incarnations. It first started out, um, I wanted to have a resource website for step-parents, particularly step I didn't want them to have to go through what I did with my step-son. Um, kind of, he had anger management issues. He caught a, He caught all of us by surprise. Um, but he was your mild mannered, uh, non squeaky wheel type of child, Mm -hmm. even though he had ADHD and he had a couple other things. Um, he was very angry. He was angry that nobody told him things. Nobody talked to him about things. His mom was going through another divorce. Um, and he was blaming himself for a lot of things. And unfortunately it resulted in physical damage, property damage in my house mine. (laughs) Wow. The one I I bought as a single person. Um, so, um, I wanted the resource website for, because there was nothing I Googled. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this kid needs help. How do I get him help? (laughs) And it, it wasn't like traditional family therapy or traditional child psychologist, um, or pediatric care. This was, he needed somebody who was really well-versed in several different things. His own issues, plus divorced parents, plus mom doing another divorce, plus he had recently moved in with us, or he was in the process of moving in with me and his dad, so lots of things. So wow. I wanted to establish some kind of resource center where I had relationship experts, financial experts, marriage experts, things like that. Um, it worked for about a year, but then it just kind of fizzled. <laughs> um, I really wanted to do the yellow pages. And um, what I discovered is, is that everybody, or most everybody, is embarrassed when you go into a crowded room and, you say, and it's a networking event and say, okay, how many people in here are stepmoms? Raise your hand. And you know when you ask that question, at least 45% of them are. Mm-hmm. And and nobody raises their hand. Wow. They're and do you think it's because it's well? I and see that always confused me because the embarrassment part, like, is it because you want to be just called mom? Um, no, it, it could be many factors. I'm not quite sure what the factor is. It could be shame, it could be embarrassment, it could be guilt, it could be, oh my God, I don't want to be known as it could, the wicked, evil stepmother, because mm-hmm. we have that in our society. It's one of those societal dreams that, unfortunately, Walt Disney helped perpetuate. Yep. You're um, allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he helped perpetuate it, unfortunately. Um, and then, of course, we all cater to it, because my granddaughter was Cinderella, for Halloween. Um, but um so I, I don't know what it is and I think this is one of the areas where there's a lot of there's so much work that needs to be done in the step family community but so many step families are are, are in denial that they have a problem um, or just simply are ashamed to admit they have a problem. Or don't know, they just don't know how to deal with the problem that they have. And you know, all step families are born out of loss. So they start right off with a problem. Exactly. And that's what I was just going to say to you. I think it's so ironic that in, it's, I, in my memory, I wasn't allowed to have the emotions around my parents divorcing and finding new people and bringing new people. I wasn't allowed to have those emotions or exhibit those emotions because that those were adult problems. Right, exactly. Those were adult scenarios. So, you know, kids don't kids can't relate because they haven't been in that in those shoes before. But you know what you can relate to to being scared, you can relate you can rel- to being uncertain. <laughs> You can also relate to the loss of a parent because in I know when my parents got divorced, they got divorced in 1971. My father won custody of four children. Unprecedented. He set California family law when he won custody of four children. Um, <clears throat> I lost my mother. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that she was unfit. I simply lost my mother. And it I don't remember anybody ever sitting me down explaining things to me. Um, all of a sudden, a year later, I had a new mom. Right. So <clears throat> imagine their surprise when I was a crappy teenager. Yeah, right? Like, they act like, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got the best of both huh. worlds. You've got two sets of parents, two sets of moms. Two... No. I'm sorry no, it doesn't work and, that it, way. No, it doesn't. And the thing is is that, yes, kids are resilient, but there's, um, there's a body of work that's been done. I've actually interviewed a couple of the people that have done this work, but there is children experience loss differently than adults do, meaning <clears throat> until their brain has matured and they can put it in a linear fashion, that, that loss, Anytime they're thinking about it as a child, it's as if it just happened. Oh, over and over again. So they experience that loss as if it just happened multiple times. Yeah, you know that's so weird because I always attributed my um with my abandonment issues to one moment in time, mm-hmm. but. If that's when you put it like that, it makes more sense because if you repeat a thought over and over and over again, then it becomes your reality. So, wow, that's kind of sad. And it's really a bummer because now I have a whole other topic that I want to talk to you about, and we only have 45 seconds left. <laughs> Well, I guess that means you have to have me on again at some point. Yeah, I guess so. Oh my gosh. Well, Peggy, this has been such a great show and I people are probably going, No, wait a minute, I want more <laughs> So we can we can have this conversation on Facebook and and the conversation Absolutely. does continue on your website and you yep. know, all of those things. So I'm so thankful for you being here and for giving us some tips for the holidays so that we don't explode and, and have these <laughs> meltdowns that we all experience and we can actually be thankful on Thanksgiving. So I want to wish you and your family a happy holiday and all of you. I will talk to you next week when we will be talking gratitude and, um, and random acts of kindness with Lisa Kamen. So until next week, everyone, keep playing.
0: Thanks for listening to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Make these Stop Raising Einstein principles your own. Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely, and of course...